0: your air candy with k The music never sleeps. Get
1: ready for your sugar high with coffee and candy,
0: candy, candy, candy. Oh, yes, yes, you know who it is. Cisco Kennedy in the studio with my partner, JC. We comprise, we make coffee and candy. This is Air Candy, the weekly water. podcast where we talk about all things music... What up, what
2: up, what up? What's going on, Cisco? Back again in the studio for another podcast episode. Yeah, happy 4th of July. It just ended. Happy 4th of July to you. It was an absolute rain date. I had PTSD symptoms from the Pride Fest that we DJed a couple of weeks ago. It sounds like this is going to be the summer of the monsoon. I think so.
0: I think so. But speaking of summertime, plenty of events, plenty of outdoor festivals. Everyone's out looking for a good time, a good show, a good celebration. And one of the things that we have been talking about lately, besides going to see great acts in the musical performances and all the great sights and sounds that are out there, a big, big, big part of shows, especially in the electronic world, are visuals, 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 visuals. They make a great portion of the excitement that is brought to the show. Without
2: a doubt. they I mean, they just heighten the experience. So you may recall when we did the Pride Fest weekend a couple of weeks ago, a number of the performers, including myself and Tony Dispirito and others, brought graphic visuals to the event some of those graphics were made custom for us using the coffee and candy logo and coffee and and candy fun time themes uh and then there were fillers and some of the other djs had the exact same thing you can use those visuals to promote yourself to promote your brand but also to connect with the audience in a visual way and heighten their overall experience yeah if you date
0: back decades ago before the electronical genre was invented and there was bands actual people with instruments that were performing that is what you went to see and that's what kept you engaged somebody was on the drum somebody's on the guitar they were playing instruments now with stuff that is on computerized software and hardware technology where we are i hate to say this but we are pressing buttons, right, and hitting knobs and, like, filters, after about a a half hour of that, it's not really that exciting to see,
2: right? I definitely understand what you're saying. I mean, looking at somebody, you know, manning the decks for a significant period of time uh, gets boring, but let's not forget that they're there to deliver an experience. So it's the music, and this is why the visuals play such an important part.
0: Yeah um and not only like visuals but i think we can also add in effects things with like pyrotechnics and like those um uh, like the co2 tanks right all those things kind of really keep the excitement going
2: i mean look i've seen a number of effects used i've seen pyrotechnics i've seen actual Fireworks, I've seen drone shows coordinated Mm. with music, Uh, I have seen uh, flames, I have seen water, CO2 cans, I've seen confetti, Uh, I've seen a lot of these different effects which add to the show. But when we say visuals, we're really talking about animations, graphics, video playback, slides, uh, moving graphics, movie clips things that are being synchronized with various portions in these pre-planned sets. Let's go through like a few of these things from
0: a marketing standpoint. Us as a DJ duo, Coffee and Candy, we wanna let the people know where we're gonna be, when our shows are. And we promote through apps, Instagram, TikTok, things like that, and we create. And we have some people, we have a great team, that helps us to create these visuals,
2: right? You know, without a doubt, because a minute ago we were talking about visuals as they might apply in a live show setting. Yeah. particularly a large venue live show, a nightclub, a festival, an outdoor block party. You know, not not just a regular bar or a lounge, because the technology is not going to be there. The um, the platform, the space, it's not going to work. The these visuals. That we're talking about being used in the live performances is usually for a bigger venue but i think the visuals also become important when we're trying to promote and market the coffee and candy as a brand yes yes and that's why we connected with uh cody farrar and his team from tectonic production. And and we kind of now have sort of the coffee and candy film crew Mm -hmm. coming with us on many of our live gigs. And this is why we're capitalizing on the summer weather because we're getting a lot of outdoor footage. We're getting indoor footage, drone footage. And Cody's taking all of this footage, you know, typically, you know, hours on, on end, if you will. And he's splicing it up and he's editing it and he's allowing it to sync up With some of our original productions, some of our mashups, our remixes, as well as songs of other artists and putting those little 15 or 30 second clips out on the social media platforms to promote upcoming events, to promote new releases and to promote past events as we continue to uh, grow our fan base. Yeah.
0: And speaking of a fan base, when you're trying to gain people's attention online followers um and you're scrolling as we all do from time to time and you come across something that is a flat image with a text versus something that has a movable graphic with sound right you are more inclined to stay on that for just a few more seconds because it has something that is moving with colors, shapes, and sounds. And I think that that has people's attention. I know it does for me more than just a picture, like a flyer that says, coffee and candy this Saturday, this venue, come check us out,
2: right? Without a doubt. But keep in mind the world we live in today. We live in a world today where people expect instantaneous reaction or response. For an example, you send a text message. Within a minute or two, you're looking at your phone to see if that message was read and if the recipient is responding. You're looking for an instant response, instant reaction. When it comes time to purchasing our food or our coffee, we want it produced quickly and instantly. Everything that's happening in society today is all about the immediate or the instant gratification people not only want it to be instant but they want to be excited about it so that's why i personally feel that social platforms like tiktok and instagram have taken off so quickly because it's a it's a marketplace for individuals to post short video clips about things that are going on in their lives, about them individually, about things that they're interested in and sharing it with others. As I I scroll through these reels all day, it's addicting. An absolute addiction. (laughs) One day, the psychological statistical manual of diagnosis is gonna have some condition in there for individuals who are addicted to these social media reels. But the bottom line is, if, if you are in the entertainment business, and you want to develop fans, if you have a product, whether it be um, music, art, film, and you want other people to know about you, the platforms are the best way to sort of harness the power to put yourself out there. But the more interesting your visuals, the more likely people are going to look at what you put out there and want to follow you so that they can learn about future distribution of information and content.
0: Yeah, and I think that the actual animation or the movement of the visual is more important than the audio or the sound that is in that piece of content. And I say that because a lot of people, when they're scrolling on their apps, they're actually doing it in mute. If it's late at night and you're in bed and your partner next to you is sleeping, but you're not ready to go to bed yet, you're still up and wired you can't have the sound on right you have to have it on mute but you're still going through you're still engaging in all this stuff that's on your feed Uh, so making sure that like the visual aspect uh has something that is eye catchy and that makes you want to watch it i believe is more important than the audio that is within that content
2: the visual component may be more important in the context of these uh, these reels or these short video clips, but I still think the music is important. Yeah. I, I really think they do go hand in hand because the video is what captures my attention and the sounds are which drive my excitement. So if I hear a song that I really like, like a, an Avicii classic or, you know, some new remix of an oldies, like there's that Smooth Operator remix I've been hounding you to download for us, these things catch my attention and they, they stir excitement in me to want to follow the poster of that information. So going forward, I think it's important that we continue to pay just as much attention to the video content as we do the, the audio content that we're overlaying with it. Yeah, it
0: makes sense. And it ties it back into earlier as we were talking about when we go to see a performance and we're talking about like the visuals on stage. If that 60 minute set was just audio, just a guy up there with his CDJs performing, um, I think it would be a lot different if it didn't have any visuals behind him on that screen versus him having some sort of visuals on that screen. It is like night and day.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the visuals in terms of what happens at live performances is just come to be expected, mm-hmm. and it's all part of the show today, which is why the LED walls continue to get larger. The number and variety of effects that get implemented in the shows continue to become more and more expansive. So I couldn't agree with you more, but just take a step back to what we were speaking about a moment ago and talking about those short video reels that we put out and think of how much time and effort and financial investment goes in to capturing the footage right when we have the film crew follow us around sometimes it's two or three people multiple pieces of equipment each different style cameras for the close ups for the footage from afar the drones there's the indoor drone the outdoor drone it's a huge investment yep But the audio component to these videos allows us to recycle the video content in keeping it fresh. So, in other words, if we have a 15 or 30 second clip that a lot of time and effort has gone into, like a couple of weeks ago when the coffee and candy played two separate venues at the same time about a quarter of a mile apart we were able to get footage from both locations drone footage from both locations and merge them basically taking the audience for me at one venue you to another that's an exciting clip that's going to be re-watched over and over again for time to come but to keep that clip fresh entertaining and exciting we simply change the audio the, the visual can't be changed. It is what it is unless they re-edit the sequence of the footage.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So that that's why I think the audio is really important because it gives the visual longevity. You can continue to post up and disseminate that same visual, but keeping it fresh with new audio overlay, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Now, on the app platforms like Instagram and TikTok, what I have been seeing Uh, that I think works out to the advantage of it being watched over and over again is when the audio text and dialogue is actually written out like the closed captions. Um, For some reason I see that those get more attention than like a visual that doesn't have some sort of a closed captioning with it.
2: Well, I (laughs) have seen some of our clips Where I'm, for example, the one where I'm talking about learning the different platforms. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I've seen those. I've seen those. But I haven't seen any with song lyrics. Yeah. Which I think could actually be, you know, very exciting for the overall Instagram viewing population.
0: Yeah. So it's just different forms of like the visuals containing actual words and phrases to what the audio is saying, you know? I I got
2: you. Whether it's a voiceover or a song, just some form of putting the text of what's being spoken or sung aloud right in the body of the actual video clip.
0: Yeah. And I just see from a analytical standpoint that those get more traction. Very interesting. So just to share those thoughts out there for anyone else who's just trying to, uh, gain some some hype on their social medias and they're trying to use uh, like visuals to do that try to find something you know there's all different sorts of templates out there or these apps that will kind of do it for you um and i just think that that will be a big help for people out there that are just trying to look uh and try to make their social media a little bit more active and professional looking
2: they're probably getting more traction because that style of a reel or clip is involves sort of direct audience engagement. In other words, it's one thing to flip through the reels and watch a quick video clip. It's a whole other to then really have to hone in and pay attention and actually read. And the fact that the words are popping up is probably another way of capturing the attention of the viewer and keeping the attention of the viewer as the the transcript or the words continue to change. Mm -hmm. Essentially, forcing them or really encouraging them to read along and stay on that reel or on that page longer than if they were just viewing and listening.
0: Yeah. Now, I notice all the stuff that you share with me daily, the things that you send me, these reels and clips, they are all of... I would say uh, big, big venues, right? All those big, big uh, like festivals. You love those clips where it's just at the peak moments, the drops
2: of those songs. You probably send me about 20 of those a day. (laughs) Without a doubt, because that's that's what excites me. Yeah. In fact, since we're talking about festivals and big drops and big moments... My next festival is around the corner, Electric Zoo, New York City, Labor Day weekend. I haven't gotten the tickets yet, but I'm going to lock that down this weekend. It gives me another festival to look forward to before we take the winter off and impatiently await festival season again, kicked off in March 2024, Ultra Miami, where you, my friend, will be making your debut appearance.
0: I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. So, like Electric Zoo, what city and state will that be in?
2: Electric Zoo is in New York City. Okay. Um, it's not in Manhattan. There's a there's a small island across the way that the name escapes me. Uh, Roosevelt Island. It's a parcel of land right across the, the East River. Okay, uh, and right off of Manhattan. You can get there on foot and go over a pedestrian bridge. You can take a car over, or you can take a ferry. It's it's kind of like a mini ultra. There'll be multiple stages. Three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, tons of headliners. Um, it's going to be great.
0: All right. So people heard it first. Now, JC from Coffee and Candy will be at Electric Zoo in New York. Can't wait. Yeah. Um, another great thing that like really gets my attention when it comes to visuals is I like seeing behind the scene footage. As a performer... And an artist and an entertainer myself that's the type of stuff that i'm attracted to i want to see how everything is put together behind the scenes that footage that's captured they speak to me that's the type of stuff that gets me excited
2: well i have a proposal okay i think that's exciting as well and i think that one of the things that is interesting to others about Coffee and Candy and about our journey is the fact that we sort of are transparent. We share the process of how we've come along with everyone. You know, we talk about our individual lives and, you know, how we got to where we are. And without revealing uh, the names of any particular venues that we're going to be at later this summer because we have some big gigs coming up, Mm -hmm. maybe we should consider filming sort of a a day in the life of coffee and candy and it could be all from the same day or it could be little pieces from different days we could have the coffee and candy film crew come here to the studio maybe take some footage of us doing a podcast some footage of us in the studio preparing ids for upcoming shows talking about um, the visuals that we're going to have created for those shows talking about you know what clothing we're going to wear what songs are going to put into the set and just bits and pieces of following us along the process leading right up to, you know, one of these larger uh, venues that we're going to play this summer. Yeah. Sort of like a 30 minute or a, a 20 minute episode that could be pieced together, you know, over the course of a couple of filming days.
0: Kind of like what our friend James Hypes does, right?
2: Well, he did do one. Yeah, it was really successful. So I, I know what you're saying. Uh, the one that he did Leading up to Miami I mean He does them all the time He but has a whole that's series the That's yeah. the one that comes to mind
0: Yeah he has a whole series And it's just It kind of Like it follows him From He's in the hotel And he's talking about Alright Like we're gonna go to the venue We're gonna check out the place We're gonna test everything out And then you know He has like a uh, Like a transition Where he just kind of like Smacks the camera And then it goes Back Perhaps at a restaurant They're having dinner And then he's up in the hotel room and he's making a last minute change in a like record box adding a few more songs to his sets and then now that goes to the club and then backstage and then there's the crowd and then it follows him down the hall through the corridor up on stage and then boom right to the first drop and that to me that is the exciting stuff to watch because as an entertainer myself um, that's what gives me the motivation and like the drive to say that's where I want to be one day. I, I want, I want that.
2: Well, I'm texting Cody right now, telling him that we want to do a day in the life video or documentary. Let's do it. Leading up to one of our biggest shows this summer. What do you think? Sure. I think that'll be exciting. It'll be another project, another workload, another obligation, but one that will be nothing but excitement and fun for us, and we, you know, pay big dividends later on because we'll be able to show our audience you know what we're all about how we really make this happen
0: exactly it's important to showcase the journey and the growth i like looking back a year two from now seeing how everything has kind of come together to when we first started as just two guys that had a passion for music learning um the equipment and then doing our first couple of shows, our first couple of venues. Um, and now we had just talked about this the other day where we have so many opportunities that are coming our way that we actually have to pick and choose which ones we want to do and which ones we think are not right for us. Um, and I think that that is a great problem to have.
2: I agree with you and you know sometimes you and I don't see eye to eye on this because you know you've been DJing as a profession as a career for so many years and you know I'm coming at it sort of as a second career later in my life and I enjoy playing live sets I do without a doubt but I don't want the focus of what we do to be all about the local live sets because we have so much to do with production. We have a fan base to satisfy with new releases. We have obligations to the record pools with our new releases, and we have to continue to push the limits on the bounds of our own individual creativity. And let's face it, if we're playing two or three sets a week, at the same venues over and over again sooner or later coffee and candy is going to sound like a broken record because there are only so many songs that we're going to gravitate towards in our in our libraries and those songs are just going to continue to recycle themselves event after event after event and we need to keep venues fresh for our own professional growth and also keep them fresh so that we continue to expand the bounds of our existing audience so I'm excited about all the opportunities that are coming our way and all the new venues that have shown interest in us. I want to maintain loyalty to those venues that have supported us during our earlier days. I don't want to turn our backs or forgot where we came from, but we need to balance sort of our loyalties to those who have supported us all along, along with uh, our obligation to Coffee and Candy as an entity mm-hmm. and our fan base as we continue to push the limits and expand our footprint, if you will, in this electronic music industry.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we have an exciting lineup all summer long. I'm looking forward to all the gigs that we have coming up. And it sounds like uh, we just kind of like made a deal that we are going to film this whole summer process so that like people can actually see um, all the behind the scenes work that goes in and leads up to these shows so a lot more visuals to come to our social media platform to uh, keep people engaged in the excitement that is coffee and candy
2: that sounds great and don't forget i need to remind you we'll be filming the rooftop set this summer with full drone footage that's going to be a great treat and surprise to our audience yes yes speaking of that
0: let's get to the music mix
2: let's do it
1: it's coffee and candy bitch
0: Yeah. I'm ready, Slick, are you? Oh yeah,
1: bring it down. You never trust a big button to smile and hope that this is just imagination. Coffee and candy.